2: Welcome in to the Ole Miss Morning After Show with me, Ben Garrett, at Spirit, Ben on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com and a fit of on three. And he's Bradley Sowell, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. We do this after every single game, every Sunday morning. It's dark in my room, wherever Brad is, wherever. Brad, parts unknown, it's dark there, too. But we do this to come together because we want to have this for you on Sunday mornings. And, Brad, Ole Miss beats Tulane 37 to twenty. Had to come back from a 17 to 7 deficit to do it. 20 unanswered points. Jackson Dart, a gritty performance, 17 of 27, um, almost 300 yards passing again. Most impressively, two touchdowns, ran it for 14 carries, 41 yards. Didn't score, but an offensive line that wasn't protecting
3: him a lot to go over today. What are your initial impressions, though, from Ole Mrs. win over Tulane? <laughs> so, so I watched the game. I was in Monroe, Louisiana, at my at my daughter's softball tournament. I drove all the way over to. Pearl River Community College, kind of in that area, Poplarville. Um, had a lot of time to think. I was up and down. I was super emotional. The whole way home, Like, like I was trying to justify, like, oh, man, you know, first game, it's super hot outside, you know, a decently quality opponent. Honestly, Tulane's D-line was impressive. We need to go the Jenkins kid. We need to get him in the portal, offer him whatever we need to offer him. But, but they, they have a few d linemen that are legit and that Jackson, wide receiver as well. But you know, I'm thinking, okay, first game, you know, on the road, actually a decently serviceable opponent. Like Tulane's not bad. I don't think they will lose another game all year. And if their quarterback's there today, they probably beat us, honestly. But man, I was trying to justify in my head, but then all of a sudden, you go look at the stats, you think, you know, one for thirteen on third down, you're never going to win. We're lucky even even have have won a game with that. Then we did we carry the ball two point five yards a carry versus Tulane, Do and didn't particularly throw it well. So I don't know what I think. Honestly, dude, like I was super op- optimistic after Mercer. Right now I'm 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 like everybody else. I'm like, I don't want to kind of run from the truth, but man, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I'm hoping Tulane's just a better team than than you know, I obviously they're a good team, but I hope I hope they're a little better than 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 what what, what I think. Well, we talked about it on the
2: flagship on Thursday, me and Zach Berry, and I said I thought it was gonna be an uncomfortable game that old yep. miss would be up like twenty-one to fourteen at halftime. Um, and then they would extend out toward the end. That's what happened, but it's the way they got there that was kind of concerning, specifically with the protection yeah. issues up front, and you being an offensive lineman, um, for the second straight week, Victor Kern, the transfer from Washington, started a left tackle, not Jaden Williams, and Jaden started all 13 games with left tackle last year. Yeah. Uh, was a revelation at left tackle, quite frankly, because they didn't go into the year thinking that's our left tackle. He became that, and yet he's either in the doghouse or Victor Kern's just that much better in practice because Victor Kern took pretty much every single snap against Tulane, even with their inability to protect Jackson Dart, to open running lanes for Quinshawn Judkins. Because for me, this game was just about the result. I didn't care how you got there. I didn't. It was going to be ugly. I mean – Get the result. Did you win? Yes. Okay, then mission accomplished. You can flush it. And there are a lot of things that you can build off of with this game, specifically Michael Trigg. Michael Trigg stepped up when his team needed him to, finally, and made the yeah. big game-sealing touchdown catch. But Jackson Dart, he is almost football, and he battled through. He gritted through. He's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, but defensively, they bounced back. And as long as they got the result, I, I, I'm not going to sweat too much, but the offensive line issues, what was going on? Because for me, like, there was no push up there.
3: Yeah, well, I, whenever – I. I was, I'm in a group text, I always refer to this group text, that, that's a bunch of old mis guys. One of them's Todd Wade in there. And I finally text Todd, I said, I'm going to need the damn coach's copy of this game. I, I do not know what is going on. Every time we snapped mm-hmm. the ball, we were getting smoked. So my initial impression without like seeing it from, from behind and looking, they were really committed to stopping the run, right? I mean, that, I mean, you look every time, even we had a hat on a hat, they were shooting linebackers through. Kind of got out schemed a little bit, man. Like, like, like honestly, it, it just there's so many times where the ball was snapped and there was somebody in the backfield. It had to be something scheme-wise that they exposed or, or something because there, there's no way Jukins two weeks in a row really not he really pedestrian numbers. I mean, two, two yards of carry. So something's going on. I'd love to watch the watch the copy and kind of see, but man, it just there was always a free backer and um, you know then in the pass rush. I mean. Dude, they were just getting beat. I mean, there, there were times they were just getting beat. You know, I, I don't think it was anything special. I know the one kid, number zero, I think is Jenkins was his name. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just lining up winning. I mean, just winning late. And some of that's attributed to, hey, like, go down to Tulane on the road, super hot game. Like, and this sounds like an excuse, I get it. But, like, unless you played football, like, man, that they they were, in, they were in for a dog fight, dude, and it was hot out there. So, like, you know, the old legs start getting heavy with them big-ass knee braces they make you wear. Um you know, that, that that led to some of the hey that you, you initially blocked the guy in that second effort, that second move, they were just getting there and they were hitting Dart and man, even that touchdown that Dart made to Trig, I mean, that was a hell of a play by him, dude. He should have got sacked. He should have got sacked on that play. And um, you know, he he escaped and, and made the touchdown. So I don't know, we're gonna have to figure it out, dude. Like either two lane's really good or, or the or the SEC D line and O lines are about to absolutely expose us because See, I don't take much of
2: anything from the game. It is what it is. They got the win. Yeah. Outside of the offensive line, there are issues up front. There's protection issues up front, but I, I kind of push back against the idea if Michael Pratt would have played, suddenly Tulane would have just bre- beaten the brakes off of Ole Miss after that first touchdown, just like against Mercer, 60 yarder this time in that first drive for Tulane, like third and nine, yeah. and that leads to the touchdown. But a bust play, and then defensively they settle in again. Now, one thing that I'm I'm want to watch moving forward is Suntering Perkins because he led the team in tackles last last week against Mercer in his first college game. He's a former five-star plus prospect on, on three. And yet here against Tulane, he was almost specifically relegated to special teams, which is not what I expected at all. But again, it's hard to argue the results. I would say put that kid who's one of your few next level talents, especially in the back end of your defense, put him, in there and let him learn on the fly. But also, it's hard to argue with the results. Yes, the first drive for the last two weeks had been bad, but Pete Golding's defense is why Ole Miss won in Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart's heroic, almost single-handedly. It's like Tennessee for Matt Corral that, that last year for him. It felt in many ways like that. It was Jackson Dart's game to win because Trey Harris has hurt. Trey Harris has got – an NCL issue. It's probably going to keep him out multiple weeks. Definitely going to keep him out, in my opinion, for Georgia Tech. Lane Kiffin, I thought, made a really good point after the game. And we're gonna hear from him in just a second. He said after Tulane made its initial push, its initial burst, almost outscored them 27 to three the rest of the way. And there is something to be said for that. So if yeah. they'd started 27 to three and ended up winning, you know, with the same score, but Tulane scores late, how are you feeling today? I don't get too caught up in the result. Yeah. I do want to see improvement from the offensive line. I want to know what's going on with Jaden Williams, with Eli Acker even, and also yeah. some Terene Perkins. What about you? Because I think yeah. some Terene Perkins at worst, they need to be lining up like Harold Perkins when he was a true freshman and, and Pete Golding and Lane Kivett have forgotten more football, you two, than I will ever know. However, yeah. it just seems pretty obvious for how good of an athlete he is at least in pass rushing situations like with harold perkins for lsu last year i mean he's just got to be on the field somewhere at some point
3: yeah it, it just tells me that we don't like as a fan we don't see the truth we don't see the full the full scope of it right like these guys are with these players every day the uh, at practice they, they see the strengths they see the weaknesses right like they may not think he's completely ready you know they may not want to put him out there yet we don't see you know how he's how he's grasping concepts we don't see how he's, how he's taking the defense and that, i don't i don't know if he does or not but i'm just saying a lot of the times, what I always try to tell myself is, hey, Lane Kiffin and staff, if they have a player that they think is a game-changing player, there is no way in hell they're going to leave him on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't think that, right? I mean, you, you got to think, if you think he's a game-changing player and he's that good right now at this moment, Perkins ain't going to be on the sideline. So there's something going on at practice, whatever, who knows, that they feel like, hey, maybe he's not ready for a full load yet. And that's fine, dude. He's a true really? freshman, right? Not not me. true freshmen. Aiden Williams, same way. We all thought he'd be Thank killing you. it. He ain't, I mean, you know, he's it, 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 it is It is not easy to step into a, a big, high-pressure game from high school. So, these guys, they're going to be fine. The guys are going to be fine. But something is, you know, we just don't see the full scope of it, right? They may not be completely ready to be in there yet. And and it may may or may not click at some point, but there's no way that Kiffin's leaving those kids on the sideline if he thinks, hey, they're going to change the scope of the game. To me, since, I, since I've been, you know, kind of following Kiffin, whatever, at Ole Miss, he's always kind of leaned on the experience. He's very rarely stuck. Quinton Sean's probably the first time I've seen him stick a freshman in there and just say, hey, dude, you're the guy. And he really didn't do that for until, you know, later in the year. So yeah. I think Kiffin always, you know, goes, even with the whole Jaden Williams. I, I would love to know what's going on with that. But, I mean, this, this current kid, I guess, got experience or something. And uh, I, I don't know. I got, I, I got to figure out. I'm, I'm going to dig in and figure out because there's no that's way you would waste a year on a kid that's supposed to be your left tackle, you know, for the future not have him in there. So something's happened with the kid or something. But Lane Kiffin did answer a few things after the game on
2: Saturday. Ole Miss beats Tulane 37-20 to 20 to move to 2-0. Here's Lane Kiffin.
4: You know, I commend Tulane. That's a really good team that played really hard and um, obviously gave us a lot of challenges today. And it's like they have given a lot of people. I mean, they <clears throat> you know, won the Cotton Bowl one year ago, and so – top 25 team, I commend them, they're well-coached, they play really hard, very, very <clears throat> tough up front in their front seven on defense, gave us a lot of problems, so I commend them, but then I commend our players too, you know, may not feel like it, but 20, game in at 27-3, you know, um, so after they made their early run, you know, halfway through the second quarter, I think we all scored them 27-3 to 3 the rest of the game, so, you know, that's some guys doing some things right. What did you think of Jackson today, especially in the run game? It wasn't easy to get you know some of the other guys going. What do you think of his performance combined with that? I thought really tough, um, really battled in there. You know, he, the first drive went like the whole game did the week before, went right down, and then you know Trey got hurt and came out, and for whatever reason we just couldn't get our rhythm back. And so I thought he he didn't play perfect by any means, but he played really tough and physical.
3: Playful. I
4: think he tried a little too hard. Once we started struggling, you know, everything had gone well so far this year. And so, um, I think if anything, he tried too hard, you know, in the
3: passing game. Like, what was the biggest difference defensively in the second half?
4: I think we just settled down, um, you know, and, and tackled better. And then once we got up, they had to throw the ball, which we were, just, we were hoping, obviously, to get up make them one-dimensional and felt that our rush could, could get after them and, and give a new quarterback some problems. but. We eventually got there, just took longer than we were hoping.
1: You talk about Jackson Dart. How much do you feel like he's improved as a pure passer, and how has that kind of come to light in his first two games?
4: Well, he, he's done a great job, had a really good off offseason. Uh, I wouldn't have guessed the numbers are going to look like they did today, but that happens. It's football. Those guys you know, are a really good team and made some plays, and he lost his receiver early. And um, you know, we just kind of miscommunicated on some things and kind of stumbled out of a break on a pick. So. But guy made a great play on the touchdown to trick, and I would not be the schematical. They did a good job. Guy came and Jackson made a great play. So that's why recruiting is important. Wait, how much losing Trey so early really the effect or altered whatever scheme or offense you all had kind of maybe built around? The of the yeah, I wouldn't have thought that, but it felt like that. I mean, I think we all felt that way. Um, I would not have thought that because we got confidence in our other guys and we got a lot of good skilled players. But for whatever reason, you know, once he went down, um, did kind of feel that way. And it seems like a lot of the, the big plays, uh, especially in the second half, came from guys who had been here previously. Um, how important is it to have those guys, you know, be able to make those plays when things aren't going off with? I think that's kind of, you know, going on the road the first time and team come together. It's easy to play at home and everything's going well. It's the same place you've scrimmaged in. Now you got to go on the road. And um, I kind of sensed that actually in warm up um, some. You know, some new guys weren't around us, didn't really know how we do things, and a little bit of wasted energy before the game, and um, just weren't kind of used to how we, how we do things here. So I felt like a number of the guys that have been here, um, you know, made plays. Saw Prince making plays late, Ivy, Said, um, Jackson, Q. What did you tell the team at the half? You know, when you guys obviously down by seven and outscoring them by that big margin, what did you kind of tell your guys in the the locker room? I just said stay with it. I really felt like they were doing a really good job, but also like kind of do this long enough, things go your way somehow, and sometimes they don't. I felt like a lot of breaks went their way, and sometimes we were going really fast, and they'd be misaligned, and that, that can help you sometimes too. So I really felt like it was just kind of everything went the wrong way, so let's not freak out and change it. You know, make major changes, keep staying with it and, and doing your job individually. And Do you have what? a prognosis on trade, does that feel long-term to you? Um, it does not. I think it was uh, 30
0: yards rushing. Um, Were you done in that question?
4: Yeah, oh, sorry. you know <laughs> I'm not giving you any more than that. Uh,
0: I think it was 30 yards uh, rushing for your team at halftime. Just. With, with some of the struggles on the, the first half, do you feel like something kind of changed in the second
4: half? too? They really kind of things themselves a little bit? Uh, no, I think we just in general st- struggled running the ball, period. Um, they did a lot of movement, a lot of different stuff up front. They got some good players up there, and um, they played really hard. I mean, I don't you know. I kind of feel like this was their Super Bowl. If you look at their schedule, I'm sure they looked at it saying, all right, if we pull this up, we got a chance to run the table and go to the playoffs. So. They showed up like it. With the unknown for them in
0: quarterback, just how
2: did you guys prepare throughout the week for them, and uh, what adjustments did you guys make
4: Yeah, we were assuming the quarterback was playing all the way up until we got here and saw them warming up. So um, we, we didn't really play much different, maybe a little more aggressive, um, you know, with more pressure uh, on an inexperienced guy. But the guy made a couple of plays early and got himself some confidence.
1: Secondary teams have improved a lot since last year. What did you see from them, and then how big of a hire has Nodo
4: been been for you? Uh, I thought that um, the corners made a lot of plays today. You mentioned Prince, and, you know, so uh, Key, we've had him before, and he's done a good job with these guys. And, um, you know, we got to get home and, and get better and prepare to, to play better and play more complete games. And, but the good thing is we showed, again, in half of football, that's, that's pretty good. You know, top 25 team and whatever in the game on 27 to 3 run, it's pretty good. Kate, Kate Davis hit a, a 57 yarder. Uh, what gave him confidence to send him out there in that situation? He's done that um, in practice and scrimmages. Um, you know, so sometimes you luck out on some things too. I think we fall started on the quarterback sneak it didn't look like we were going to make it. So um, that kind of Put us in that spot, but again, we could have punted them deep, but you know, just really said, hey, we gotta have confidence in our players because that is a scary situation. Cause you got to kick it lower, and it's a one-score game. worried about it being blocked versus punning, but put it on them, and they came through. Uh, do, do you think it was kind of closer to when it comes to kind of team morale? Is it closer to the you're all very excited and pumped that you guys were able to make adjustments and run away with this one, or kind of closer to the, well, we should have beaten by more since uh, Pratt was out of the game. Like, what's kind of your mindset at right now, you think? I think probably your players that have been around here are probably more like me. Like, you know, we didn't play very well today. And, um, you know, it was It was ugly. But, again, it ain't like we just kicked a field goal one second after they missed one to win. I mean, we ended up winning by 17. So, um, you know, guys did, did a good job, but it didn't feel – um, it didn't feel great, obviously. You were talking about settling in.
1: it um, was in the second half when they had a turnover on downside, so Cedric Johnson, you know, laid into the quarterback and all that went there, code down to play. Do you feel like the tide was kind of starting to turn right then and there, or do you feel like it was kind of,
4: do you feel like that's where kind of things kind of went down for good? Yeah, I thought things um, definitely changed our way and we scored and it just felt, you know, kind of like a breath of fresh air. Um, I don't remember exactly, but I think that tied it. So once he got tied, it was kind of like, okay, there's some pressure back on them now, you know, um, with the second team quarterback. So um, that, that, I think, started to feel a little bit where people maybe weren't so, didn't play so tight. What'd you think of Dallas uh, line? Our line? I mean, I, I thought that anytime you run like that, you probably struggled up there. Um, I think their number zero is a really good player. Um, I think they played, they, those guys played really hard. and. I think we made some mistakes.
2: The Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad is brought to you by Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage. Buying a home? Take the first step by getting pre-approved by the Jake Ott team at your local Bank of England Mortgage. Buy with confidence knowing the exact cost and what to expect by getting the paperwork behind you on the front end making for a relaxed, stress-free home buying experience. Whether it's your game day condo, starter home, dream home, investment property, beach house, or mountain home, Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage have the financial solution for you. And through the end of 2023, they're offering no-cost refinance for all who purchase in the current high-rate economy. Interest rates will come down soon, but Jake Ott and Bank of England Mortgage will be there to save you big money on your refinance when the time is right. Let Oxford's best take the stress out of your home buying experience. Check out Jake Ott and the Bank of England Mortgage Team at www.boeoxford.com. That's boeoxford.com. Or you can contact Jake directly at 662-832-4663. That's Jake Ott of Bank of England Mortgage, the title sponsor of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network.
1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: I'm looking ahead down the schedule and nothing for me has changed. Now, I'm worried about Trey Harris. I'm worried about their injury situation. Caden Priestcorn. when will he be back? He had the surgery, the cleanup surgery on his knee. Uh, We think that Trey Harris is going to be down for at least a couple of weeks with an MCL something. Um, he was their number one option in the in the passing game. He and Jackson Dart connected for five touchdown passes in the first two weeks. And let's be honest, it wasn't even two full games. It was like four quarters, one full game, five touchdown yeah. passes. Started yeah. hot again today, looked great, and then boom, he goes down. That would give me pause because I haven't seen – Jordan Watkins has done some good things. Dayton Wade
3: was awesome today. He, he, oh, can, he has been, man. Dayton yeah. Wade has always – he's like that – I don't know to compare time. him to, but he's always making like that one catch or that one play that like – and I just love his story. But yeah, he, he's I call always called Big
2: up Play Wade. He's Big Play Wade. Just write he it down. He really is, man. And today had a career wow. high in receiving yards. He finished as a team leader in receptions with seven, had a career high 106 yards. Two touchdowns went to Trey Harris and Michael Trigg, and then Trey goes down. If you can continue to get contributions from guys like that, um, at least as you prepare for Alabama, the hope is you'll get at least one or both of, but I don't think that's going to happen. Of Priest Corner Harris back for an Alabama. Yeah. If you don't, Seeing Trigg step up against Tulane, making that big play at the end of the game, a clinching play. Seeing Dayton Way, like you said, that 43-yard he called in, just like against Mercer, was a ridiculous catch. Great throw, but and, but only Dayton Way could catch and he called it. I, I I feel like my opinion hasn't changed. I'm curious about you.
3: Yeah, no, I think my biggest concern, I think we got plenty of talent. I, I, I don't think we're a championship caliber team this year. I don't, and that's just me being honest. I think my biggest concern is some of the execution and some of the, the schematic stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. how how do you go through a whole game plan and only convert one third down versus two lane? You know that's what true. I mean? And yeah. and, and I important. think and, and my concerns are that. And, you know, you look at, at Judkins, man, he didn't, dude, our, as a team, we average 2.5 yards of carry. Anytime that you line up and you go one for 13 on third down, you average 2.5 yards of carry, you're lucky. You're playing a really good team. You're down in Athens, you're losing 42 to six. Mm-hmm. That, that's just, that's a God's honest truth. Like, you were to to a really good, a higher caliber SEC team. You're losing by a lot, and that's my concern, right? I think talent's there. I, I just I got we got to put my foot. I mean, some the way we play offense, like some plays work good, but but over the last you know some odd games in the Kiffin era with Dart, I mean, it's looked a little street ball. You know, what I mean, like he, Dart has, and I'm gonna tell you right now, shout out to Dart, man, the kid not perfect but he plays hard as hell and we got to appreciate that right like i think like he's he,
2: ta- i think he's taking a step in his play i dude, think, like, I think yeah, it no, looks Dar- like
3: he looks like a different thrower he does he does but but i just appreciate how tough he plays right like that dude will tuck it and run like he is he's a tough sum gun he's 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 a big play waiting to happen always right that that play with trig dude when he dodged the dude and th- i mean that was awesome man like, like i i appreciate the way he's playing you know i, I think that's awesome but but my biggest concern is like the way we're executing on offense just isn't very clean. I think Kiffin would say the same thing. Like, man, this schematically, it just does not look clean. And we got to figure out. We know, hey, Jukins gets all this hype, you know, pay him a ton of money. Like, they're coming after his ass, right? He came in as a rookie, kind of quiet, you know, guy, whatever, balled out. They know that's where our bread and butter is. So, they are coming after his ass. we got to figure out a way to be better in the passing game at times, right? Because they're not going to let Junkins just line up and run over you. I guarantee you every scouting report, because you know you get you go in the week. You know you have your few guys that you got circled. He circled on there, man. Like, hey, we can't let this guy run the ball on us, and the box is stacked. So I, I think that you know we're gonna have to figure out a way to to be a little cleaner in the passing game. One for thirteen is, man, that's that's you're gonna lose a lot of ball games. Fortunately,
2: you're talking about this, though, after a 37 to 20 win exactly. over a top 25 team. It's Ole Miss's first come from behind double digit win over a top 25 AP team since 2016. And it's easier to nitpick like that. It's still yep. early season, right? Uh, this time last year, We still didn't know who the quarterback was after two weeks. This We know who the quarterback is. And Jackson Dart's doing a good job of covering a lot of things up. And we've talked about this countless times, and we will continue to, because I think it's honestly the story of Ole Miss in 2023-24. Jackson Dart uh, making that year two leap step up like Matt Corral did. This was a Matt Corral-like effort in year two under Kiffin. I mentioned the Tennessee comp. That's a little lazy because that was a legendary performance. He, he honestly had no weapons outside of himself to Matt Corral. But today, the protection failed Jackson Dart. His best wow. weapon went down. His running game was non existent and he still found a way. And you and I have been around Ole Miss football literally, and I'm using literally correctly, kids, literally our entire lives. Yep. And I've seen Ole Miss put up those kind of numbers and the effort end up a blowout loss. To a lesser opponent, or not even a lesser opponent, because Tulane's good. But yeah. an AP top twenty-five team, we do need to add some perspective here. Yeah, you're coming off of a seventeen-point when playing as poor. Like we can identify the problems.
3: Yep, played that poorly and had enough talent to overcome. And right. whereas in the past, man, that, that just shows you where Ole Miss program is. In the past, that's a bad loss, and we're all you know we're all crying about it, and we lost to Tulane. I don't think, I personally think Tulane loses another game this year. If you look at their schedule, like if some that is a very good D-line. Um, I wouldn't mind poaching a couple of those guys in the portal. At the end of the day, we came out, tough environment, won the game. Not the easiest thing to, to to step into there. I mean, that was, they want to beat our ass. We're on the road, Tulane. Tulane's not the same. You, you When they scheduled that game, I think I texted you this or something. When they scheduled that game six years ago, whenever they did, they did not plan on having no. that caliber too late too late, and, so. and having one of the biggest crowds in the history of their stadium I, and I,
2: the environment was awesome. Up, dude. Yeah. Yeah.
3: If we get it together and figure out the issues, is it is it a personnel issue where we're getting our ass beat or is it just a scheme issue that we can clean up and get Jukins back going? Hopefully it's that. You know, hopefully hopefully it's just stuff we can clean up and do the West is wide open. I mean, it's, it's not like there's this wide dominant team this year. Um, so I think we got the talent to do it. We just gotta we gotta get it going and um games like today are good early on you know think about it dude like you get to a, a dog fight early you know it it, it kind of you're not you're not super they're they're not gonna be super cocky rock around the facility you know what i'm saying like hey you know we went one for 13 on third now their o-line you know their d-line whooped their ass like we still got to get to work so that's that's not a bad thing
2: yeah last year they really didn't face adversity till week eight yep so, so to face it in week two, and a deficit, I think it could be big for this team. Right. The result, from my opinion, in my opinion, is all that truly mattered about this game, and they got that result, which was a win. Because now they're still on schedule. For me, I'm still saying nine and three. You watch Alabama, you watch LSU, you watch Auburn, you watch Arkansas. You can make an argument yeah. for Ole Miss in the West, but you're right. Everything we pointed out here today, specifically, has to be fixed. Has to be fixed before we can really have that conversation. But you can make that argument. And you can make that argument even more when you're coming off of a 17-point win on the road of a top-25 team. He's Bradley Sowell, former Ole Miss offensive lineman, eight-year NFL vet. I'm Ben Garrett at SpiritBit on Twitter. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com and affiliate of on three. And this has been the latest edition of the Ole Miss Morning After Show with Ben and Brad, brought to you by Jake Ott. Contact him today for all your real estate needs. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate you, man. We'll do it next week. See you, Ben. Howdy, toddy.